Welcome to Dietitian Boss. I'm Libby Rothschild, your host and fellow dietitian. I'm a coach to my fellow female colleagues all around the world. I help you get leads and turn prospective clients into paying customers using online marketing and social media strategies that focus on sales. Hello and welcome. I'm here today with Devika Sharma, registered dietitian for nearly eight years, currently holding a position as a renal dietitian in an outpatient hemodialysis unit. Although chronic kidney disease is her area of expertise, Dev has a great deal of interest and experience providing nutritional consultation to clients with other conditions such as cardiovascular disease and obesity. She is the founder of One More Bite Nutrition, a Vancouver-based nutrition consulting company that aims to provide accurate dietary information to assist with prevention, intervention, and treatment of nutrition-impacted diseases. In addition to her clinical role, she's a social media content creator and educator who has worked with companies such as Sunrise Soya Foods, Bob's Red's Mill, Oikos Canada, and Oikos Canada to support an 80-20 healthy eating approach and a positive relationship with food. Welcome to today's episode, Dev. Hi, thanks for having me, Libby. I am so excited to have you. And if you could just plug and let people know where they can find you on Instagram and Facebook. Absolutely. So on Instagram, my handle is at onemorebite.nutrition. And I've made it easy so that on Facebook, it's the exact same handle, at onemorebite.nutrition. Excellent. And then is there anything that I kind of was missing with that introduction in the bio that you want to fill in the listeners with? No, I think that was good. (laughs) Okay, wonderful. (laughs) So for those of you who might know who you are or they might not know who you are, if you could just start off by telling us a little bit about your journey, where you started out and where you are now with regard to like the work that you do, right? So um, in addition to the clinical, kind of like I'm more interested in Uh, the work that you do with your practice and with being a a content creator and educator. Okay, sure. So as you already mentioned, I've been working as a dietitian for about eight years. And at one point, the thing is I came across patients who are well past the prevention stage. And it was about three three years ago that I knew um, my role as a dietitian had to expand. So with that, I started blogging. So this is how I got into the social media piece. I started blogging on nutrition-related topics that I felt people wanted to hear more about. And as I continued to do that, I actually made an Instagram and Facebook page to support what I was trying to say. From these avenues, I actually connected and collaborated with a lot of like-minded dietitians, including yourself, um, which has led me to become more of a social media content creator and educator. I was able to develop a cookbook from this and also run the side business. That is incredible. And I love that you've been doing this as a side hustle and you've been using social media to get paid. Absolutely. There is a lot of people that you can reach out there and it's such a great way to connect with people and share your knowledge. So I definitely be utilizing that. Absolutely. And if you could talk a little bit about the journey piece with like the start of your journey with using social to where you are now, like the progression, any of the changes, like the way you approach it. Yeah. So, you know, to be honest, growing my social media network um, and community was a lot easier two or three years ago. Mm -hmm. I was able just to kind of put up anything and reach people and connect with them. And it was a lot easier, but 
as time has gone on, the way social media works has also changed. So I've had to change a lot of uh, the way I approach social media. So even if we talk about a little bit about how my actual social media looked, back then it was, you know, I like to use a lot of dark colors. So I use dark and gray and throw up some recipes. Uh, There was no niche to it. There was no rhyme or reason. It was just anything to kind of whatever I felt uh, like putting out there. And then in saying that, it actually changed because it became harder to grow. So now if you look at my account, it's a lot more lighter, whiter, um, colored, and more content driven. I use text to support what I'm trying to say. And it is niche built. So back then, not so much rules and regulations. And now it's more of, it's come more to, a, you know, a communication tool. That's fantastic. And so making that change, and I know you've also gotten more clear with like that 80-20 approach, like that weight loss, the positive relationship with food approach. Can you talk about like how you were able to do that and the benefits you've been able to see from making that transition aesthetically and just strategy wise, right? Like the, how the content looks different than it did before. Yeah. So for me, and, and I owe you a thank you, actually. This was one of my biggest stepping stones was actually taking your online course. And I think you and I have actually had a couple of conversations even in the past before we got into this um, or before I got into it, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just never was able to apply what I wanted to do without any kind of direction, guidance. And when I took your online course, actually, it's what encouraged me to put things down on paper and really hone in on who I wanted to help and what I wanted to do to help them. So from that, that's where I learned that, hey, I have to niche down. And that's where I came across individuals who are, well, it just works out to be that most of them are women, but who are looking to lose weight while embracing that 80-20 healthy eating approach and also just trying to increase the overall consumption of plant-based foods. And the reason why I say this is just because I'm such, I love plant-based foods and it's something that I feel like many people have come to me asking me, hey, can we try, you know, try and do this and that a little bit different? I'm heading towards that way. Um, So I've done that. And the thing is, in order for me to communicate what I want to do, I've had to change the way my actual Instagram looks like. And in doing that now, when people actually open up my profile, they can see, okay, this is what I'm going to get. Every time I see her post, this is what I'm going to walk away with. She's solving my problem. And then that's how I'm using my tool now versus before um, as a way to grow my business. Fantastic. And how does it feel or how have people been perceiving that change in direction from from how you perceive and create the content? A lot stronger than before. Uh, I will say this, like I was, there was a point where I was a bit discouraged, right? Because a lot of the content that I was putting out before used to do well. And when I tried to apply the same tactic, it wasn't really getting me anywhere. So as soon as I kind of changed it, realized, hey, this is what people want. It actually drives more traffic to my account. And I've now created my account such that it is no longer a hobby, but an actual business. Love it. And thank you for sending that message for the listeners who can see that you're able to do that, make money, and then still connect with your passion, meaning like how you like to help people outside of just like the chronic illness that you're working with um, during the outpatient work that you do during the day. Yeah. It adds a little something extra to my uh, dietetic routine. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And, And do you like... 
talk about like how you feel. Like, do you enjoy the process? Like, what have you been able to get out of social media in addition to, you know, these opportunities with food companies and a book, which is enough in itself? Has it been like connection with other colleagues on an international level? Like, can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Uh, Instagram for me was when I actually started Instagram, it was a means to escape life. And, and so for me, I was able to actually connect with a lot of like-minded dietitians who actually kind of encouraged me to do a few things that I never felt comfortable doing. And, and you are one of them, Libby. So it was, it was great for me to do that. And so now Instagram's kind of become, it's kind of more like, I want to say rewarding in the sense that I actually feel like I'm doing something in that preventative stage of um, helping out with the nutrition impacted diseases. Cause a lot of what I see people are already well past that. And it's just kind of, you know, helping with the intervention piece, like not so much preventing. Yeah. So for me, like Instagram is definitely been positive. I've connected with a wide variety of dietitians. A lot of them happen to be in the States, um, uh-huh. but you know, it's been a great way of just learning even just the way we practice in Canada and the way dietitians practice in the States and just kind of figuring out what's going to work the best. So it has been definitely a means of, um, collaborating with not only dietitians, but companies that I support who also service my niche. So for me, it's just been an amazing tool and kind of an escape from whatever I do in my regular routine. Yeah. And I I appreciate you sharing that for people who can relate to your situation. So whether your Instagram is your full-time tool to drive traffic or whether it's a side hustle, it, it is an escape for sure. Uh, and I like your positive reframe, how you've been able to find colleagues and talk about things that maybe would have been harder. I'm, I'm trying to think, is there any other, anything similar to how you, like if we were to look at Instagram, is there a similar medium in which you'd be able to talk to colleagues the way you do on Instagram? Are you talking more in terms of like um, social media avenues, like Facebook or just? Yeah, like- I, in general, like I'm thinking, or like, would you say that Instagram is a way to connect both with companies and with colleagues more so than you could with an in-person conference? Or would you say it's one of the better or best ways to connect um, with other colleagues? It actually has been my strongest tool. Yes, absolutely. I do have a Facebook page. I mean, it draws traffic somewhat, but Mm -hmm. not so much. It's not actually niche oriented. I feel like a lot of people who follow me on Facebook just follow me. Um, And then I I did uh, did a soft launch for my YouTube channel, but I just have not been able to get into it. But even just starting that piece was just so different than Instagram for me. And then even Twitter. I mean, I do have a Twitter account, but I'm not really active on that. And that's because it's just one more... Um, social media avenue that I'd have to actually work on and feel like I can do a bit more on. But Instagram has been the main source of business um, and meeting people. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And can you walk us through how you created your offer, whether it was, you know, consultations, working with brands, cookbook, how did that happen in your business? And then, uh, you know, the social media piece would be the marketing of the offer. Can you talk us through a little bit about how that happened? Sure. Um, so I'm going to start, I always like to start off with honesty because I feel like authenticity is so important, especially in the social media world and connecting with your community. So when I first started out, I didn't have a game plan for creating offers for both working with companies or media or clients. I just was not clear and confident in my pricing, which kind of reflected in what I was offering um, a lot of my clients. So believe it or not, it wasn't until I actually 
actually had I connected with you and we had a brief conversation and you asked me some rather simple but thought-provoking questions and I, I don't forget them and they were dev like why aren't you charging more for your services like what's holding you back what's the barrier and those three kind of questions they just sat with me and they still sit with me and then when I actually took your online course it all just seemed to come together you know from there I was able to define not only my niche but what I wanted my nutrition coaching program to look like, to solve their problem. And from there, once I had that idea and the service that I wanted to provide the clients, I looked at my skill set, the amount of time and support my clients would receive, and just the overall uh, walk away that my clients would get. And from there, that's where I got my starting price point, which to me seems reasonable. That sounds like a great process. Yeah, it was it took me a long time to get there, but I got there. And once I got there, I just felt like it all just started clicking. And then with Instagram, it being one of the major tools that I use, I just put it together and I have, you know, I did the whole apply now, like trying to draw traffic to my website, vice versa. Um, And that's how I've just marketed and just changing the way that it looks. I feel like people are walking away with exactly what they want to hear. Or if it doesn't suit them, then they're not right. They're not going to be take of it. But yeah, yeah. that's how I feel like I'm marketed. And then uh, the, um, talking about the process for content creation, mm-hmm. can you walk us through a little bit about how do you do that? Like, what does that look like? Absolutely. So what I'll do is I'll brainstorm ideas at any point in time because I do work full time. So anytime I kind of have a little bit of downtime, I just sit down with a pencil and I write down stuff. And after I've come down with some ideas, I actually then have two pieces of criteria rather that it has to meet. And these are, the first one is, does it support the overall theme and the purpose of my page? So i.e., will the post inspire weight loss through an 80-20 approach or not? And the second piece is, is it helping to solve the specific question, uh, which I'm trying to use, which is usually identified by um, people when I do polls and things like that. So is my content actually solving their questions? And then From there, I'm able to sort of drive um, what kind of posts. And then I also look at metrics, which is something that I learned to see, well, yeah, what is my audience really like? Like, what do they want from me? And then from there, I I take my own pictures. I come up with the content. And, you know, I use different apps to help me develop the post. I plan my posts about two weeks in advance. So it gives me a little bit of leeway if I have to change anything or other opportunities come up. Um, And then I just use the plan app to help draft it, design it, and then schedule my posts. I love that breakdown. That was super helpful. (laughs) And I love your content. Uh, You you. take great photos and I love how you show up in your feed as well. And I've always been such a fan of your work um, since I, since we've been connected. Um, So thank you for sharing that. Uh, That is definitely a formula and a repeatable formula. And so that brings me to my next question. How do you stay motivated because you have with limited time, because you have a, a gig at the renal outpatient facility. So can you walk us through Is it time management techniques? I mean, obviously you're batch creating and that's always going to help. Walk us through that. Yeah. So time management is huge and, but I am human. So I do get tired. I get run down and I, and I know, and I notice that. And when I know that, Hey, I need a little step back, I'll take it. But when I'm full on, I'm full on. And so the way I see, the way I see it, you have two options. You can either spend the time and energy dwelling over what's not working and feeling unmotivated really just feeding that state 
Or I can spend the same time and energy reminding myself that, hey, I set a non-negotiable goal where results aren't always going to be achieved in a linear fashion, but I have to come up with the opportunity and solution to support my goal. And so that's where I will sit down. I'll take a look and see, okay, where and when can I do things to help, you know, actually progress whatever it is that I'm trying to hit with my business. And how do you stay motivated to do that? Is that just a lot of internal accountability? Yeah, a lot of it is internal accountability. It has to be. It has to come from somewhere. Yeah. But but when I feel like I need a little extra just encouragement, you know, I will actually connect with some dietitians who are also in the field and we just kind of chit chat. We go back and forth and you know, you'll be surprised because a lot of them are also feeling the same way. So yes. it's good. So it all goes full circle, right? You're using Instagram to create content for consumers and companies and and book deals, but you're also connecting with fellow colleagues and then you're able to reach out to the ones that you've hand selected to build rapport with on your journey. So it's really, it's really nice like that you've been able to really maximize a platform as a business tool and, and get so much out of it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been great for me. And I want to talk also about what advice for dietitians do you have if they are either not sure, they're scared about niching down, which you shared that story beautifully, or they're concerned about fitting it all in because we all got to start somewhere, mm-hmm. or they have some kind of a reservation as, as far as how they think it's not working for them. What would you say to somebody with those types of concerns? Yeah. So the advice that I would give someone who's starting out would be the same advice that was given to me, which was sit down to find your niche and the problem you're trying to solve. Be be consistent with your content, clear with your message, and most importantly, just keep your thoughts and determination and actions directed to your goal. So if there's like a quote that I usually go by, people respond well to those that are sure of what they want. And as dietitians, I feel like we kind of lose this a bit, but we really just have to remember that we are equipped with the nutritional knowledge, the skills to ensure that we're actually delivering uh, science-based information. And I feel like if we just stay true to that ability and remind yourself that, hey, I can do this, people will respond to what you have to offer, including your price point. And I remember hearing this once before too, like our services may not be for everybody, but it will attract that somebody. So I, for me, a lot of those barriers, and I feel like a lot of the dietitians can relate to who are starting out to this as well, is just identifying the barriers and just moving past it and figuring out a way, hey, you know what, it's there, but I'm going to try X, Y, and Z. If X doesn't work, Y and Z are still available. And I feel like that's kind of the biggest advice that helped me start and, and push through my barriers is just to identify and then just being able to come up with a solution and remembering that it's not going to go always in some like linear fashion. But ah, yeah, that's a really positive reframe. And I also want to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is um, the biggest fears that you've experienced, and you touched on it earlier, related to charging or charging more, you know, anything related to price point. If you're looking back to a time where that's been an issue, what was the concern? Was it based in fear? Like, can you walk us through that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it was fear, actually. It was just not being able to attract clients. And that fear of um, unsuccessful or my business didn't do right, that fear of failing, right? And and self-doubt. Well, is this price point going to be good? Like, are my clients going to walk away with what they feel like they're supposed to walk away with? Um, And then it just comes down to just really like 
are they, do they even want to work with me? Like, are they going to be able, am I going to be able to deliver everything that I need to in that price point? And it kind of just goes full circle. Um, and then, so for me, again, I go back to that quote, I'm like, as long as I'm confident and sure in what I do, people will also be confident in me as well. I love that. I feel like that's going to go on an Instagram post. Of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any other final words you want to leave us with besides all of your, you know, positive, uh, encouraging words and, and stories? Is there any other kind of final note or a reflection that you think the listeners would benefit from? Yeah, I think I really want to just say this is that although Instagram is a great way of looking at things and seeing how well people are doing, no one actually really knows the shoes that that dietitian is actually walking in to get their Instagram account that way. So I feel like we all have a journey and it's really important to try and stay within our journey, not compare it to somebody else's Um, just because there's always so many other things happening. And, you know, on our Instagram, like all things, we don't really share the struggles that we're going through, right. Or the bumps or the berries, you just see the final um, outcome or the product rather. So I think it's just really important to remember that like you just got to work against yourself and not so much against other people's maybe success, if you will, if you use that word, right? Yeah. Because we all, we all have a journey. We're all walking this different paths, but you know, the outcome or the end goal is all still the same. And what helps you stay out of that, you know, comparison kind of cycle, right? Yeah. I mean, for me, I just remind myself, I am doing the best I can. And I ask myself, is the content that I'm putting out there, am I happy with it? Do I like what I see? Are people, I mean, it's not always about numbers, right? It's also about uh, quality. Are people happy? Are people satisfied? Am I impacting people? And as long as I'm hitting yes to all those questions, then I know I've done what I've wanted to do. And I just, I try to stay on that. And also, like, I also try to recognize, well, hey, like, I also have a full-time job. I'm also trying to do this. I'm also trying to do a lot of different things. So for me, that's the only way that I, I actually try and stay clear from that piece. But the other is, if I feel like an account or a dietitian is doing really well, you know what? I just reach out to them and be like, I've seen your success. I love your growth. Is there anything that you can maybe tell me or any type of feedback to maybe help me grow too? And it's interesting the type of comments that you'll get back. And it's always so positive. And I feel just with that, you just roll with it. And I've just tried to better my account against my own account. Yeah. Right. Compare yourself to your previous version of yourself versus comparing yourself to somebody else. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's nice and encouraging that you're saying almost like maybe a little bit of surprise, or at least I would interpret that how kind and accepting people who you approach and you, you know, you support them and how receptive they are to that conversation, it seems. Oh, absolutely. I actually get a lot of questions um, from people, not even just dietitians, just people starting up being like, hey, Devika, like, can you just give me a few tips? Like, how did you start your account? Like, how did you grow it so fast in such a short period of time? And I'm like, actually, three years is not a short period of time. I've been at it, right? But you're only seeing sort of that end part of the last year or more so where things have changed. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, if I can be encouraging to people, I would hope that if I ever had questions, people would be encouraging back, right? Yeah. And it's not a competition. Like we, I think as women, especially because we are, there's so many of us, it's just, it's not a competition. We just 
what do they say? We rise by helping one another. And I really, truly do try to support anybody who has questions. I'm always free to answer them. That's really nice. You are a role model, a resource, and a dietitian boss. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you could just remind everybody where they can find you so that they can go and support and, and, and encourage you. Absolutely. So on Instagram, my handle is at onemorebite.nutrition and Facebook, it's also at onemorebite.nutrition. My website is www.onemorebite.ca. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. The next step to continue pursuing your journey includes applying to my next group program. You can find that on my website under group coaching and apply. You can also grab my free workbook, also listed on my website and go through the exercises so that you can get more clear with your marketing plan, which is going to help you get one step closer to creating the money and impact that you deserve.